Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. This year's Vacation Bible School, which will be occurring uh, in uh, June 10th to the 14th. And so uh, uh, if you can uh, keep mark that on your calendar and, and extend an invitation to children in your neighborhood and family who might be interested in coming into attending that. Um, are there any other announcements that need to be made this morning? Well, let us join in sharing the peace of Christ. Let us join together as we begin worship with our responsive call to worship. Receive the good news. Regardless of any obstacle in your life, there is a wind from God that can, that can bring you out. By the, power, by the power of God's passion, we are redeemed. God's power is the basis of our ministry together. We're in the victory over evil and death. God's power is our hope of the new life, 
both now and forever. As we lift up our prayers and songs of praise, may your people be strengthened and renewed to do your will.
SRC. Take courage. God's spirit empowers us to move from the ways of death to the ways of new life. Friends, believe the good news. Grace upon grace has come to us in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven, and your joy in the Lord is complete. Let us affirm what we believe through the use of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Only reading Bible's out, and you're reading after these. Might ask yourself why I'm not reading. That's a name. I just plain. I'm afraid I'd do great. Not all those but necessary. Uh, Jeremiah.
heard that it came to the that time the Babylon was author Jeremiah was confined in where King had I do prophesy, thus says the Lord.
God's blessing let us now present to Almighty God our tithes Gratitude. Us, this, all our gifts.
Let's join together in our next hymn. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
Our New Testament scripture this morning, taken from the first letter of Timothy, sixth chapter of Timothy, verses 6 through 19. Let us open our hearts and minds as we hear God's word given to us by the writer Paul. Of course, there is great pain in godliness combined with contentment. For we bought nothing into this world, so that we can take nothing out of it. 
If we have food and clothing, we'll be content with these. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many senseless, harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. The love of money is the roots of all kinds of evil. And in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. As for you, man of God, Run all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. The presence of God who gives life to all things and of Jesus Christ, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep the commandment without spot or blame till the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the same time, he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, it is he alone who has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be glory and eternal dominion. Amen. As for those who in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. Rather on God who richly provides us with everything for your enjoyment. They are to do good, be rich in good works, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of a life that really is life. Lord, bless for our hearts the reading of this scriptural lesson. In the book by Dante, his book, Divine Comedy, he writes in there as he's trying to describe both heaven and hell, he writes that the words above the gates of hell read, Stand in hope, all ye will enter in. And a part the that text, though, that's the most famous part and most people hear that text still goes on with these further words. And, and through me you pass into the city of woe. Through me you pass into eternal pain. We read in the Old Testament lesson from Jeremiah, Jeremiah's refusal to abandon hope. And it made him the life the laughing stock of his neighborhood. Because despite what they were going through, he was not going to give up on hope. The occupants of Jerusalem that day, it might have seemed like Dante's words were coming through, abandon all hope. Jeremiah clung to hope, even in the most desperate of times. In our Old Testament scripture, 
later in chapter 32, Jeremiah is exercising his right under covenant law to take possession of a plot of ground that belongs to his family's inherited land. And the looming shadow of the inevitable capture of the capital city, Jeremiah's family members appear to be abandoning their property and all of their holdings. Jeremiah's first cousin offers him the right of redemption of his ancestral land. Jeremiah accepts. And what a ridiculous scene it might have looked to the other people in Jerusalem. Prophet Jeremiah, who had predicted that the end was coming for them, Babylon was going to occupy their lives, that he was buying property. He's a prisoner in a city that's about to fall to their enemy. It goes through, and he goes through the elaborate legal ritual only to spend what little money he has by a piece of property that would surely be confiscated by the enemy. Jeremiah does one more seemingly futile thing. He asked his assistant Barak, uh, Barak to place some, both copies of the deed and his own open copy in a jar long-term safekeeping. Sealing both copies inside a jar a way of preserving it on the run. It ensured that the fragile medium in which it was written upon could be survived and not decompose last for decades and decades. Record of the sale of that lot. And Jeremiah is in his actions testifying that he would certainly one day want that record of that sale, even if that day were a hundred years into the future. He remembered, because God had long ago decreed that even Jeremiah and his family, having repented of their infamous corruption, would be allowed one day to live once again in Israel, the land that God had originally promised passage from 1 Timothy, given to us by Paul this morning, Paul speaks of our life in Christ, the hope and the contentment of life. Perhaps the single most striking feature of this scripture from Paul this morning is the closing verses in which he sort of spontaneously bursts into this glorious doxology that erupts from the middle of his of his writing to Timothy. It's after right after he's talking about giving advice about riches and money and such things. It's though Paul's spirit was suddenly entered into the throne room of the Almighty God Himself, and what Paul found himself doing was seeing a vision that so stirred him that he simply had to express it as he wrote to Timothy. Sometimes things just sort of get away from Paul when he wrote this letter, and his pen could not keep pace with the places in which his heart was racing. 
a wonderful glimpse into the heart of the Apostle when he writes, God who is blessed and only sovereign, King of kings, the Lord of lords, it is he alone who has immortality and dwells in the unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal domination. And Paul just couldn't hold it in, had to express it. And then in verse 17, as though Paul finally shakes his head a bit and he says, Oh, now, uh, now where was I? As he proceeds with his original thoughts. And he says, Oh, yes, rich people. And he returns to what he was saying to Timothy. Mostly, though, these verses warn people away from fleeting, vain pursuits, the gathering up of money and of richly earthly riches, in favor of recommending a godly life in the pursuit of righteousness, Christ likeness. Contentment is a key word for Paul passage. Provided that you have enough anyway that that contentment is to be the antidote to greed. He writes, as for those who in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty, or to set their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God who richly provides us everything for our enjoyment. Paul tells us and rejoices in throughout his life now God has come to us in the person of Jesus Christ. Even as now God dwells within each by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that comes upon us at our baptism. If God is, a, is our all in all and everything else in life needs to the divine lens. Serving God and honoring the presence of God in your life, it should be first place. And everything else, starting with money, falls down the rankings of importance accordingly. But actually, Paul's apparently random lapse into a doxology not so random after all. It was God's holy presence through the Spirit animated all of Paul's entire life. Seeing the glory of the immortal, invisible God was never far from Paul's mind. And all the advice he could give in his previous letters, including advice on money and riches, always framed up inside the abiding presence of God that needed to be primary in our life. How must fight our lives be changed? What priorities would we set for ourselves? What would we find moving us to tears? What might we find boring as all get out? If only that God, captive as God is, dominion over us as it is dominion over all himself. Paul tells us that if we really want to hold on to life, they are to do good and to be rich in works, 
generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation, good foundation, so that they may take hold of the life that really is life. Live as Christ lived. Be rich in grace. Be rich in be rich goodness. Be rich in the fruit of the Spirit. Because when the day comes when hundred dollar bills and Fortune five hundred companies are as worthless as a bag of fallen oak leaves, it will be grace, mercy, forgiveness that will pave the way that leads to the eternal kingdom of peace. In that kingdom, grace will be better than gold, mercy sweeter than honey. Notice Paul doesn't say that we should be generous and ready to share because that's good for others, though no doubt Paul would agree with that sentiment. No, he says that we should be rich in good works, generous and ready to share. Because by doing so, they will take hold of the life that really is life. They shall be generous because it is one of the things that makes them the givers spiritually healthy. Treasure of a good foundation. The key issue to note that Paul is not recommending happiness. Recommending happiness is an emotion. A person can be in. The Bible uses the word Contentment descriptively, 24 of its 20 out of 24 five usages. Contentment is described as a trait. The language of being coming from the lexicon of the soul. The Greek word for contentment carries with it the notion of sufficiency, of enoughness. It implies satisfaction. And the Bible uses it prescriptively. In other words, people can be happy, but they should also be. This makes Paul's recommendation to Timothy one of the encouragements of spiritual discipline. Young Timothy, he says, in the face of a culture of money lovers, choose the Choose sufficiency, choose satisfaction, choose enoughness. Finally, Paul isn't merely promoting abject charity here, not telling us to live in poverty, telling us to live in contentment. Rather, there is a note that obedience carries with it a life fulfillment. Financial simplicity allows one to avoid life discontent. Senseless and harmful desires, ruin, destruction, piercing with pain and uncertainty. More positively, financial simplicity carries several happy describers' passage. Great gain, 
great provision, appointment, the future foundation. This is sure practicality. God made it this way. Our cars, for example, run on gasoline and not on Red Bull. We all know that. It's just that simple. People have been designed to be satisfied with goodness and not greediness. That's simply the way God created it. Jesus didn't come to die to make us happy. The love of money is a love that makes a promise it just can't keep. We've been designed for contentment, not happiness. Oh, by the way, we're likely to be very happy when we learn the secret of contentment. Take hold of life, Paul tells us. That is really life. It isn't merely an eschatological future where we hope for things that may not come. It is the hope in things that exist. Hope in things that are now a part of our life. It is the secret of fulfillment. Contentment comes to the faithful now, present day. Let us pray. Almighty God, help us and fill us with the hope that comes through Jesus Christ the contentment of life, growth of life, doing what is good and right and perfect in Christ's sight. Pray this all in Christ Jesus' name. Let us join together in our closing hymn, My Faith Looks Up to Thee.
Apostle Paul reminds the good light of the which you were called, which you With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.